Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome to the Wednesday, it's Wednesday, right? The Wednesday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke, we're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place for a New Year's Eve meal. Great place to cater the next event you have. Great place for lunch. Dickies is open seven days a week right by the mall here in Hattiesburg, and the food is always fresh. It really is always good, and they're, they're great people at Dickies Barbecue. Patrick Irby from Anatomy's Fitness Club is going to join us in the studio later in the show, but uh, right now we want to talk to our good friend Pat McGee from NOLA.com down in the Big Easy. And, uh, Patrick, hope you had a good Christmas. Uh, I want to start out the show by repeating something that I've got Kelly Sander on ice waiting to hear. Yesterday on your social media, you said one of the hot rumors in the NFL is that Sean Payton will return as the coach of the New Orleans Saints in 2023 and bring with him the GOAT, Tom Brady. God, help us Yeah, all. Yeah, Mike Florio uh, was the latest to kind of uh, drum up that. Uh, he's you know one of the prominent insiders in the NFL. You know, it's... Anytime you kind of put something out there, it makes you think. Our columnist, Jeff Duncan, had something a couple of weeks ago about, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Saints could be a destination for Sean Payton. If things go sideways and and, uh, and Dennis Allen's out after one year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been there. I didn't, Nobody really wants to think about it as a possibility because it just seems – it would seem so strange for that to happen. But, it, you know – it. I think, first of all, obviously what has to happen is that Dennis Allen would have to be out after one season. And uh, Jeff Duncan just yesterday reporting that the team management ownership is hesitant to do so and, and, and that Allen has uh, their full support. Um, but as we all know, things change quickly. Uh, there are two games left on the schedule. The Saints are still eligible for the playoffs. Uh, but you know, as of right now, it seems unlikely they would have to win their next two games while the Buccaneers would have to lose their next two. Uh, so yeah, it's it's out there. It's it's becoming more of a uh, a buzzy topic. People are talking about it. Uh, it's we'll see. Um, but I, a lot of things would have to fall perfectly. You know, the right quarterback. You know, Sean Payton would have to come to New Orleans thinking he would have the right guy behind the center. <laughs> is it has is that having Tom Brady for a year or two? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's a free free agent after this season. He can go wherever he wants to go. How about it? Uh, he's what, obviously still. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, 
What a story. Imagine the storyline. Peyton comes okay. back. He brings Brady. They win the Super Bowl, Kelly. Can you can you picture a better storyline? Patrick, did you just say to have Brady under center for a year or two? <laughs> At his age, you'd be lucky to get him under center one week without the use of a yeah. walker. I mean, this is – look, and I'm, I'm, I'm old, right? But I'm just saying – if, if Sean Payton's coming back and he could, look, he could write his own ticket, why in the world would you want to have a quarterback that's that old when you could potentially go to Arizona and get to work with a Kyler, you know, Kyler Murray or uh, the Chargers where that doesn't look like that's going to happen now because the Chargers are going to be in the playoffs to work with Justin Herbert rather than an old, washed-up, quarterback like whatever his name is down in Tampa. Well, if you remember, I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins got fined a lot of draft picks because uh, they were trying to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady in Miami for this season. Uh, these are two guys that have wanted to work together, and that's where Mike Florio is kind of putting two and two together. Uh, he, he, really, in his piece that he wrote, he makes it more po- much more likely that, say, Sean Payton is up in New Orleans than, say, Tom, you know, there, there's really no way to tell where Tom Brady's going to end up next season if he's playing at all, which I, I, I would think. I mean, he's he's under a lot of pressure, and he needs to have the income uh, coming in. So I think he's probably going to play at least he another needs season. To have the uh, well, he's already, he's already got the $375 million <laughs> yeah, right. lined up for yeah. that. And there's, all, there's also rumor, too, Patrick, then, that the, the, the Dome would be the new corporate name of the Dome would be the Sugar Ripe Prune. Uh, New Orleans Bowl or Dome or whatever. Uh, get, get in here, Luke, and uh, take this misery off Kelly's head. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is that New Orleans Saint management, and I get the Miami Dolphins point you make, but if uh, if New Orleans Saint management front office knows that Sean Payton will come to New Orleans, there is no way in the world that anybody in the city has Dennis Allen's back. I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, if if. And, and Loomis, Mickey Loomis and Dennis and uh, Sean Payton are close, uh, as you know. Sean Payton's obviously tight with uh, Gail Benson. Uh, you know, I, the season's been a disappointment. I mean, they have the the reason to make a move. <laughs> I mean, it's right there for them to do if they want to make it happen. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody's really asked either Benson or Mickey Loomis if they want to make that move. I'm, you know, but people around Sean Payton are not ruling this out, you know, because there aren't many good, going to be many good job openings this year. There just aren't. And I think the Panthers are probably going to keep their interim. I think he's done a good job, Yeah, uh, Steve Wilkes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you got Denver. Who wants to go to Denver? I wouldn't want to go to Denver. I mean, no, you're stuck no. with Russell Wilson, or they're going to have to figure out a way to shed him. It's, you know, there just aren't many good opportunities. The Saints have a loaded roster as anybody. And it really wouldn't take too many pieces to kind of get them back to a 10-11 win season. And that, because that, of Russell. That's my question, Pat. I'm sorry, Kelly, just a second. That, that's my question is, if Peyton doesn't come back versus Peyton comes back, how does the roster look different if he comes back? Well, I mean, things would probably have to look different on offense, on defense. I think they'd probably try to keep that core together. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how they make the quarterback situation work. Obviously, if Tom Brady wants to come there, he can come there. Uh, you know, you could do a lot worse. You're, you're going to choose between Andy Dalton or Tom Brady as your starting quarterback next year. Uh, I would think that you'd probably go with Brady. And Brady's still playing at a high level. He's playing for a bad offense, a pretty bad team, and he's still got them uh, probably on their way to another division title. So, 
Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, changes <laughs> obviously have to be made. I think nobody knows that better than Sean Payton. I wish people could see that. I am so tired of Tom. Retire <laughs> you're, you're already. Him, Patrick. You're killing him. <laughs> Retire already. And and Kelly's so angry because he's he drinks that prune juice that he was referring to. Yes, yes. Sugar ripe. Yeah, yes, hey, yes. Get, get a little, matched his shirt yesterday. Get a little huh? extra, you know, for throwing that in there. But at Denver, nobody's going to want to go to Denver. They don't have any draft capital. They gave it all up to get to get Russell Wilson. Yeah. So you got you got a myriad of problems going on well, in Denver. Well, clearly, too, Patrick, another team's going to be looking for a coach, I would think, is Houston. But it, but, it's, but is Houston just a void of talent? Would he not be interested in that kind of project? I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to go to Houston. I, the, the guy they had there last year, I, I forget he was gone in a minute, but he did a good job under the circumstances. Now they're even in a worse position. I just think they've really – ownership, everybody's really messed that up. I don't think anybody wanna walks into that right, wants to walk into that right now. Well, is it fair to say that I think what Sean Payton would want is a young quarterback he can develop? I think Kelly's right. I think we, we had heard the San Diego, that's out. They're they're playing well. Uh, that it, All roads seem to me to lead lead him to the desert in Arizona, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, that'd be – but I don't think – you know, I don't think he's probably a guy that's buying Kyler Murray. Uh, they made right. a huge commitment to him. Uh, I'm not buying Kyler Murray right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kyler Murray's a young quarterback, but he just feels like he's kind of on the on the back end of his career. That sounds bad, but when you play that style of quarterback, and and, and I don't know. I, I just I don't think I, I don't see Sean Payton sitting here thinking, "Oh gosh, I really want to work with Kyler Murray." I well, that, just don't that's think that's, that's a good point, Luke. He's he's not what you think of as a great quarterback. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the, the other aspect is if. Peyton comes, then there's no first round pick. I mean, there, there's not at all coming in. Mm-hmm. What's very interesting is we're talking about you know young quarterbacks or, or semi young quarterbacks. James Winston's still in his twenties. He's been in the league what like seven, eight years. But <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the thing. You're going to have to. You're not going to be able unless you know somebody wants to take a risk with Michael Thomas, but he's not going to fetch a premium draft pick at all. Um, you're not going to be able to draft a, 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 a young gun, but you're going to have to draft like a third or fourth rounder who's not ready to play. So yeah. even when – and that's what it makes sense is to bring in Brady, draft you you know, a fourth or fifth rounder that you can really try to invest in and then uh, and, and maybe use Brady as the bridge. Yeah, and I, I don't like this quarterback class. I mean, I was looking at one ranking that had Will Levis as the uh, – is the top guy coming in, and I mean, he may very well end up being a good NFL quarterback, but he's no sure thing. Uh, he's had issues with turnovers. So this class coming in, I, you know, I think Peyton, from what just reporting I've seen, is a little bit restless and wants to get back this year. And he probably also realizes that they're probably not going to fix this through the draft. Uh, they probably have to make some some transaction, bring somebody in. So I, I don't know. I, he, at this point, he probably realizes there's no perfect scenario. Patrick, can you stick around a few minutes? Uh, if you have time, I'd just like to get your thoughts about Southern Miss Athletics 2022. Yeah, sure. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com on the Eagle Hour. Glad to have him a little extra time today with our buddy from New Orleans. Well, if Tom Brady does wind up going to the Saints, I will not be buying a season ticket. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I didn't buy one this you year didn't either. Buy one yeah. this year. You don't spend money, Kelly. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for all they do. It's still a great place to go, even post-Christmas. I'm sure she's probably got some post-Christmas sales. Uh, get all your gear for Southern Miss at Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Also want to thank Mobay Beignet Company. What a great time right now to stop by and enjoy some beignets and a great coffee during the holiday season. We still have the New Year's holiday ahead of us. Mobay Beignet, they're located on Hardy Street. They're right across from the uh, entrance of the Southern Miss campus. And the December flavor of the month was gingerbread. So to pour over the Oh, did the you ging- drink a few? Of did course. You, and you, ate a good? few as well. There we go. Mo Bay Beignet, great place. All right, Patrick, I wanted to uh, hold you over to ask you about Southern Miss, but let's just finish the thought of the conversation. And I heard you and Luke talking uh, off air. Arizona seems to be the type of environment, climate, et cetera, that Sean Payton could be interested in. I, I get listening to you two guys off air that you think if he comes back, it could be Arizona or New Orleans. Fair, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, I, I think of the openings that we're seeing right now, that would probably be the most, you know, you know, the best spots for him in terms of coming in and being able to compete, you know, right away. Uh, you know, still have ro- the roster is pretty, pretty stocked with talent without, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, for one thing, I just say from the climate, you know, he spent a lot of time on the West Coast, you know, Idaho, you know, California, L.A. So, yeah, I mean, his daughter's on the West Coast. So, yeah, Arizona makes sense, but. You know, I I don't know. You know, he he wants to go into a situation where he wants to work with the people who are there, and I don't know the answer to that really. You know, right. if he sees Arizona as a fit in that regard. When do you think we will know? I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I, I, this is this is such an unusual deal uh, to where Sean Payton's holding all the cards, but at the same time, I don't know if he's sitting there thinking, "Well, I'm I'm really excited." <laughs> about all the opportunities that are out there while he could come back to New Orleans hailed as a hero, you know? Right. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just you, don't know. you got to think, though, if and I'm thinking through with, with the, the right situation because Peyton's still under contract. So just so you know, here's the worst teams in the NFL, okay? So the Texans are 12-2. and two. I mean, 2-12, and 12, so that would be number one. The Bears are, are number two at 3-12. and 12. The Cardinals are 4-11. and 11. And the Broncos are four and eleven, and Patrick. I mean, you know, you got to think that that front office is not going to let go of those rights very easily. And if that's the case, yeah. depending on how these last games, if a first round pick was included in that, then the Saints could end up with a top ten or even a top five pick. And I, I know people are saying, well, that's a franchise player, but you know, he's a franchise coach. The Bears obviously would not take a quarterback because of Justin Fields. So there's going to be, you know, a top prospect available if Sean Payton were to go to Arizona and the first in a first round pick, you know, were were involved in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things going for Arizona in this situation. Uh, but does the, the, the Sean Payton really want to walk into a situation, you know, coming off a four win season? Does he like the people who work there, GM, all that? That's what he's looking at, and that, that's really answers we're just not going to know. That's just questions we're just not going to know the answer to until uh, everything plays out. And it's going to be kind of a – I don't think it's going to be a lot of openings, a lot of attractive openings. Uh, so there's going to be, you know, good coaches looking for jobs. And, you know, maybe there's, you know, a team like Arizona and say, well, we can we like this other guy and we can keep our draft. So, you know, uh, does Arizona really want Sean Payton at the end of the day? We'll see. And, and for the time being, the Saints have a head coach. They do, yeah. And they're winning. It. I didn't know that. Who? Who? What's his? 
There's no job well, opening right now. Uh, All right, Patrick. Uh, we're at the end of the year, of course. Be the last time this year, I suppose, we talk to you, unless there's something breaking. We looked back uh, yesterday on 2022 and uh, all kind of agreed that probably hard to argue that baseball was, uh, you know, was the biggest story in a year of big stories. Football was a big story. Basketball is proving to be a big story. Baseball was the big story. But what we couldn't agree on is who would have been the premier athlete at Southern Miss in 2022. The guys felt like it was Gore Jr. I, I seem to think more Tanner Hall played for the American National Baseball Team and became the stud of the Southern Miss pitching staff. Your thoughts on both. What was the biggest sports success of the year? Who do you think was the athlete of the year? Well, yeah, baseball. I mean, it was an encouraging year overall for Southern Miss athletics. You know, outside of baseball, everybody kind of been in the doldrums. Uh, So uh, the year of 22 was a big one. We'll see how the year of 22-23 winds up. But 2022 was a step in the right direction for Southern Miss athletics. And I'd have to go with Tanner Hall. I mean, he was, you know, All-American quality, uh, just really good, and he made the decision to come back. Uh, you know, whenever he probably had opportunities, and Frank Gore Jr. obviously is making the same decision. But uh, no doubt, you know, uh, Southern Miss was a national title contender, and uh, Tanner Hall played a huge role in that. He was really the, the most steady guy on that on that starting pitching staff and just really made a big deal. Waldrop was really good, uh, but he could kind of go sideways here and there. Tanner Hall was really consistently good. Uh, throughout the season, and, and there's little reason to doubt that he'll be able to uh, replicate that this year. Yeah, I make that same thought about Waldrop, and I know there was a lot of hubbub when he left, and he was very electric at times, but he lost, I think, his last three starts, and some days he was not very good, Patrick. He he was just not very effective some days. Hall, right. yeah, right, mechanic, was consistent. Yeah. yeah, his mechanics could go a little off, and next thing you know, he's you, know, you don't know where that ball is going. He's got great stuff. Uh, but he was he was a guy that's still building and still trying to get better. And you hope for his sake that that continues under a different pitching coach because obviously Christian Ostrander made a big difference for him. Biggest story you think in the coming year could be what at Southern Miss? I think football. You know, I, I think there's a lot of optimism around football. I like, you know, how the, this group of signees kind of came together and the transfers they brought in. I, you know, that linebacker out of Arizona is really intriguing. Uh, he's out of New Orleans originally. Uh, he started some games there for Arizona. If they, he could plug in and, and make a big difference on that defense, they're going to be you know replacing some key bits, and uh, but they also have some important pieces coming back from that defense. But I think overall, I think they added quality and added depth really at some important uh, positions on defense. So I, I think Southern Miss football has a chance to really compete and win that Western Division next season. Luke, yeah. This this question was was kind of posed, and and I think it's it's interesting. Um, we did get depth and 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 you know potential quality at the quarterback position. We we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a you get a scholarship guy out of Clemson, you get a guy that competed for the starting job at at um, at Houston with Holman Edwards. Why is it though that maybe there's a far more you know defensive transfers than than offensive? transfers Patrick it just seems across the board I mean you look at how they've stacked the defensive line and you were talking about uh you know the the cage kid out out of Arizona um is that because we've seen better production out of the defense for the first two years under Will Hall but knowing that your head coach is an offensive guy or is that just the nature of the beast because you know quarterback is a premium position and you know you've got you know, three scholarship guys that way, whereas you've got seven or eight scholarship linebackers on defense. 
Yeah, well, I think there's probably the realization uh, with Will Hall and Austin Armstrong that this Southern Miss team is is going to compete for conference titles with the defense. You know, it, it's going to be a defensive team at Southern Miss that's playing for championships. They've had some bright moments on offense, but they've also been, uh, you know, that didn't necessarily translate to, you know, to really conference championships. So I think it's kind of going back to what Jeff, that Jeff Bauer recipe in a way, you know, you build around defense, but this Will Hall offense is eventually going to find its way. And I think he's probably going to learn a lot from this season, just like he did the year before, uh, you know, what it's going to take to, to win in this conference. And, and I, obviously they have four quarterbacks uh, that are going to be competing for that starting job, and all of them have upside and potential. Uh, you have Frank Gore Jr. out of offensive line that should be improved. I think a receiver, you've got, got a chance to be solid there. You want to yeah. make sure that you're good on the outside. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they realize they're going to win conference championships by solid defense. Last last question for me. What was your overall being outside of of a Southern Miss football conference for you know in your coverage down in New Orleans? What was your overall take on the Sun Belt this year for in year one with Southern Miss? Not so much Southern Miss in the Sun Belt, but the Sun Belt overall. Patrick, you were losing. I'm here. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm here now. Go ahead. Uh, I really would have liked to have seen the Troy and two. Troy and Tulane play each other. I think that's the game Troy wins. You see kind of the bowl season hasn't gone the way Sunbelt would like, but you never want to read too much into the bowl season. I think overall Sunbelt Conference uh, was as deep as any G5 conference in the nation, if not the deepest. So I, I think the Sunbelt as a whole was really good this year. Uh, App State started out strong, and all of a sudden they get in conference and they're getting beat. So, uh, it, you know, Sunbelt Conference is good. I still think eventually it's going to be the best G5. I think it was better than the American this year. I think the Sun Belt has a bright future. Good stuff, Patrick. We always enjoy our time with you. A happy New Year to you, my friend. I'm glad you had a good Christmas. Look forward to working with you throughout 2023. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy pa- New Year deal. Yeah, Patrick McGee, everybody, from NOLA.com, our go-to guy when it comes to the New Orleans Saints and the man that delivered – the happy news to Kelly, the GOAT could be headed to New Orleans. You guys always pick on me about being against Tom Brady. I know a lot of people that are tired of Tom Brady's act. I'm, I'm I, not a Tom. All I did, remember, when he won the last Super Bowl, I just acknowledged, okay, the yeah, goat. He's, he's the GOAT, but I'm not, I'm not stroking his GOAT beard like Bob does every <laughs> moment of every day. There's a line. And, I mean, when you two-step drops and passing the ball, this this – powerful buccaneer offense bitterness bitterness (laughs) bitterness is an ugly thing kelly what else have we got going on today bob patrick irby's in here with us and uh, we're going to be talking about anatomies and getting in good health as the new year approaches we'll be right back Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, third segment of the Eagle Hour is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can get a great lunch Monday through Friday, just $9.95. Good working man's lunch. That includes your tea and your tax. Big game is always, of course, on the TV. And uh, there's just always some kind of activity going on at 4th Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. I want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. 
for joining us. Hard to really overemphasize what a contributor Patrick has been uh, to the show since the day it came on the air. Michael Murgans reminded me last week that it's we're going on year nine. I didn't realize that, but uh, it's been a while. Been hey, a while. time's fun when been a while. Or times time flies when you're having <laughs> fun. fun. Or yeah. if you're a frog, time's fun when you're having flies. Yeah. So we, okay. want to thank, uh, we want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Speaking of Patrick, Patrick Irby, talk about a long-term friend of Super Talk, Patrick Irby. And, God, we probably met you 10 or 12 years ago. It's been Has a while. It's been that long? It's been a while. You know what they say. <laughs> I won't repeat it. Right, I didn't right. quite understand it, but they say it. Uh, man, how fu- it, hadn't it been awesome? It's been great. Lee Applewhite introduced us to you. You probably remember back in that I day. I remember and, Lee. Uh, and uh, we've been friends and associates and and uh, business uh, associates ever since, and we're we're grateful to you for that. Patrick. Well, thank you. It goes both ways, Bob. Anatomies is such a great uh, place, and uh, it, it it provides so much uh, opportunity for everybody, from people older than me. I, I've seen people a lot older than me, believe it or not, working out at Anatomies. To uh, quite a few, I spoke with a young lady um, that um, is pushing seventy, and then a young man that's pushing eighty. And they're both in there every day. Yeah. And now, just this morning. Which is why they're pushing 70 and pushing 80. Well, it's well because that's, they're that's in there. It sure makes that 70 easier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. D- down to down to the very young. And, right. And uh, daycare for children. Mm-hmm. I know in the summer when my grandkids are here, they want to they go to anatomies and hang out upstairs. And uh, Patrick's always very gracious about that. Uh, you've got quite a business, quite a club. And uh, you've seen uh, – a lot of change through the years. And so what do you see going into 2023, Patrick? Um, I'm hoping it's one more year past the past few years that we've seen as a, as a uh, as an industry and as a, um, a population, to be honest with you. Um, gosh, where was I? Someone was talking. It was actually my pastor. And part of his message, he was talking about just a personal experience he had when when um, some feeds started coming through his social media and he realized he had to turn it off because it was, it was putting him in a space again, in a headspace that, uh, that was anxious and aggravated just because of the polarizing content and the fear and all this stuff. And, and he said something, and I said, man, I, I agree with him 100%. He said, he said we're, we're moving past it. He said, but we're not over the pandemic yet. And I've clearly seen that just in our community you know um especially when it comes to approach to health and fitness now the fitness folks they never quit you know they they were they were the ones wanting to get in the building when we were in our you know our shutdown whatever it was called uh that seven week period of time where we weren't open and um in fact if anything they became more engaged when the doors reopened and um, we spent a lot of that time over the years or over the, the weeks and the months in that period, uh, making spaces more purposeful and relevant and um, refreshing equipment and just doing things to embrace that population, the people that get it, that, that exercise is good for me, it's my thing, it's my hobby, it's my whatever. But where we, where we lost traction was with what we call the low-use member, and that's the folks that – you know, would come occasionally or 
or they had uh, a few more obstacles in the way, and it perceived perhaps, you know, my age, I'm too old to exercise, which is a a big misconception. Um, It's too expensive to exercise, misconception. I don't have the time to exercise. And so I'm hoping that this is the year that we really start engaging that, um, that person and and re-engaging and getting them reconnected to the facility so that they can start having a, a better quality of life because i'll run into folks you know you go to walmart you go to you know here or there and you run into folks and you, you can see that they're, they're ducking down the cereal aisle because they see you coming and you hate to be that guy it's like i'm not going to shame you man I, how you been and it's like oh, i hadn't been to the gym and um but it, it it got a lot of folks out of their rhythm and it's and it's hard to start back, yeah. Mr. Bob. When when you've been uh, out, you're right, you're right. and then what happens is you you compare your journey to where you were when you stopped, which is probably you were at more the top of your game, and and just you can't you can't just pick it up where you left off. You've got to kind of reset, and start over. Mm-hmm. But you know, my my whole point in all this, saying all this, is like, how long has it been since you felt your best, and why do you want that to go one day longer? And I think exercise is important for everybody's health, obviously. But the older you are, I believe the more important it becomes, Patrick. It's, it becomes more challenging and absolutely more critical. You know, it's, it's the, the only thing that slows the clock down. You, we can't prevent aging. Well, they say, what, aging is inevitable, growing old is choice. Um, but, but, you know, there, there's, um, the, the body is meant to be mobile. It's meant, meant to move. And inactivity leads to immobility. And when you see individuals that can't stand up straight or they shuffle their feet um, or they, they, they're real slow bending over, and, and it doesn't have to be something that a, a senior citizen deals with. It could be you know, a whole host of people. Um, those, are, those are indications of immobility. As you become less mobile, it accelerates the aging process because you're moving less, and that accelerates preventable illness and all these other things that come, and it's just like this big snowball that rolls down. At the end of the day, we could say these things all day, you know, all day long, but it's like, man, how are you feeling? Do you look forward to waking up, or do you begrudgingly hit the snooze button? You know, I mean, it's like, are there things in your day that make you want to come alive, or is everything a chore? Correct. And exercise is one of those things that frees you to live the fullest life you possibly no can. No question. But see, I think I think the word itself, exercise, with all due respect, I think exercise is a polarizing word in and of itself. Because now, here, stay with me. I'm, I'm tracking. Go okay. Because when a lot, because I hate exercise i hate it i'm just telling you i hate it there are a lot of people that hate it but for for some reason if you don't use the word exercise but use the word movement that for some reason is more palatable to me and actually you didn't even do this consciously patrick but you said when you use the word exercise it just triggers something in my mind Ugh, i hate it but when you said, look, it just takes movement, then for some reason, my brain's going, okay, I can deal with that. I can deal because that's really all exercise is, is movement. Fair or not? 
Uh, we should change our campaign. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The word rub. It's like budget. That's not a fun word. Diet. Not, not a fun word. Right. But I've lived without a budget. Doesn't end well. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. So and I and I know yeah. it's stupid, but I'm just saying in my and I'm only speaking for myself. But when when people use the word, you know, have have you exercised today? Emphatically, no. But. And say, well, have you moved at all? Yeah, now that I can do. Now, you know. And here's what people can learn if they'll give anatomies a shot. And I've said this before. You don't understand how different you will feel without exercise until you get in a regular exercise routine. And when you realize how much better you feel, how much more mobile you are, how much more energy you have, psychologically how much better you right. feel about yourself you you can pretty quickly reach a point where it, it's not exercise to you it's a part of your life and you don't feel the same if you don't do it right right and you'll that's still what have, i learned at an hour. right and you'll still have those bumps i mean the holidays you know i mean they they got me off track you know and so i started back this week as i say start back but i mean you start um a more deliberate approach, a more consistent, scheduled approach to movement <laughs> or exercise, <laughs> and um, and so you you just you pick it back up, and it's like it becomes like brushing your teeth. It's like um, it's any kind of um, any kind of routine in your life that that brings life to you. You know, right. I mean, it's it, and so you just do it. You don't think about it. And it's not always fun. And, and let, let me tell you, you know, I was just talking to my buddy that works out with me. We were talking about a couple of different things that we've been doing. He's like, you think that's that's good to do? And I'm like, well, we're middle-aged. <laughs> we're men. <laughs> I mean, I think we need to take it with a grain of salt, you know. And maybe yeah. we don't do it the same way we did when we were 20. Right. You right. know, but this is the deal. There is there is a movement pattern available for anybody. And it just has to be right for you, and you've got to find that where, where you're at. You don't, you don't move for where you were when you're 20. And any movement is better than none at all. Correct. Right, but there are some deliberate approaches that will maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of your movement protocol. Fair enough. We appreciate you, Patrick. Real quickly, how can people find you? Man, they walk in the front door. You know, that's a great way. Um, and then go online, anatomies.com, pick a phone up. We love to speak to people personally, 601-579-9555. Happy New Year, my friend. Oh, and same to you guys. Patrick Irby, Anatomies. He'll be with us throughout the coming year. We hope to see you at Anatomies really soon. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Spring will be here very soon. Softball, baseball all going on. Get your gear, instructions, and training facilities at D-Bat and D-1 on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-BatHattiesburg.com. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel, a couple football players named to some postseason all-star games. 
Southern Miss senior wide receiver Jason Brownlee has been invited to the 11th annual NFLPA Collegiate Bowl taking place on January the 28th at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. And defensive back Eric Scott Jr. has been selected to participate in the 98th edition of the East-West Shrine Game in Las Vegas on February the 3rd. So congratulations to those guys. And we'll try to work over the next uh, you know few weeks or so to try to get some of these guys like that uh, on, uh, on the program as well. Southern Miss basketball opens play for both men and women uh, tomorrow. Lady Eagles on the road in East Alabama at Troy, Southeast Alabama at Troy. That game at 6 o'clock. And, of course, uh, the Golden Eagles uh, men face Troy tomorrow night in the greenhouse at 7 p.m. Barry McKnight of Troy University will be on um, the Eagle Hour uh, tomorrow. Just your updated net rankings. Southern Miss, as of today, 33rd in net ranking. Uh, just dropped a, a couple spots uh, from yesterday, right in between Creighton and the University of Kentucky. All right, guys, uh, the Sun Belt uh, Bowl season over with. Sun Belt started off strong, 3-0. and Troy, Southern Miss, and Marshall defeated UTSA, Rice, and UConn, 3-0. And then the Sun Belt kind of faded, didn't win a game the rest of the way. South Alabama lost to Western Kentucky. Houston defeated Louisiana. And then yesterday, uh, the Sun Belt dropped uh, two games. Uh, Georgia Southern lost to Buffalo, and Coastal Carolina got blown out by East Carolina. So three and four uh, in bowl play. Sun Belt two and one against Conference USA, 0 and two against the American, 0 and one against the MAC. And UConn is an independent 0-1 against uh, Independence. Kind of surprised by that Georgia-Southern game. I, I would have thought they'd have won that game. It was close. Uh, both teams are at it about 500 records. Uh, but, but like Coastal yesterday, it's so hard to be able to really determine who are going to win these games anymore because – Nobody plays at them. Right. I mean, right. Coastal Carolina's quarterbacks are already in the transfer portal. So, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes you got coaches that have left for other jobs, so you don't know – you know who's going to be there to coach the teams. So I'm not sure that it's necessarily a good predictor. Obviously, you'd like to win them all. And something was really unique last night. Fickle was actually there with Wisconsin, you know, which you usually don't see with a new hire. I mean, it happened with Jeff yeah. Bauer in the 1990 All-American Bowl, but that was yeah. interesting. Coastal was odd to, to observe because their quarterback, their best player, is not there. Right. The interim coach is coaching. The incoming coach is standing on the sidelines with what apparently was one of the guys coming with him and in the middle of the kids, you know, and, and I think you could tell they played a team that had an intact coaching staff, a senior quarterback who had come back to play his last game with his school, and uh, they were just they were the better team. It, to me, and Luke, you, you played here at Southern Miss, you might have a different opinion. It, it's a sad thing for me to, for me to observe how – how these kids are not even willing to finish out a year with players they've been practicing with since the summer. It's a different day. And you remember last year when we talked to Derek Hamilton, he was talking about the insurance policy they had taken out on Kyle, who had, you know, was a was a, a first-round pick. So, you know, there's a lot. There's just it's an entirely different day. All right. Four bowl games today. Let's pick these quickly. To Kelly's point, we don't know who's going to win, right? Because we don't know how many rosters are. John Rice Plumley and uh, the Central Florida Golden Knights taking on Duke in the Military Bowl. Uh, Duke a three point favorite. I, I've got to go with. Uh, I got to go with Central Florida. Uh, I'm going with Duke. 
And I'll keep my reasons to myself. Uh, no, I think I think we probably know why. I'll go with Plumlee. I actually just refreshed the screen because I knew this game started at one seven seven mid second quarter. So I'll go with Central Florida four thirty Kansas, kind of the the sweetheart, and then they fell back to reality late in the season, taking on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Arkansas two and a half point favorite. That's at four thirty on ESPN. Which because Kansas tanked. Uh, to the second half of the season. Not anywhere near the same team they were at the beginning of the year. I'll take the Razorbacks. Suey Pig. Yeah, I'll go Arkansas as well. I like watching Rocket Sanders. 7 o'clock tonight, the funnest name in bowl season, the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. There we go. Oregon against North Carolina and their $5 million quarterback, Kelly. Mm, I'll take the Ducks. I like the Ducks, and I'll be curious to see what their uniforms look like. Whack. Whack, 13-point favorite. Uh, I think the Ducks, I think they'll cover in this one. 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Texas Tech against the Ole Miss Rebels. Oh, gosh. Um, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game because I know Ole Miss is carrying some things for Mike Leach. They're paying tribute to Mike Leach. I'll take the Rebels to win this game. Yeah, I think Ole Miss wins as well. You can say that Ole Miss is going to win the game without actually cheering for Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Judkins is Judkins is going to run for a lot of yards in this, and classy to, to Ole Miss for having yeah. the uh, the Mike Leach tribute helmet sticker. Yeah, and, and they are very classy when he died as well. So. Looking forward to talking some basketball tomorrow, guys. The Eagles begin conference play tomorrow night against Troy. And that's what we'll be talking about at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us. And until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.